Hey everybody, John Finn here, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. We are a house church network. We celebrate the gathering of the saints in homes the way they did it in the early church when they went from 120 on the day of Pentecost to saturating the Roman Empire in under 300 years. We find a core group of people who are willing to open their homes and a group of people who are willing to lead. And we rotate who hosts and rotate who leads each week. And when that happens, everyone's used to lo to hosting and, and leading. And so when you outgrow a home, you just multiply out and keep rotating and leading among themselves. Staying related, the same way they did in the book of Acts, the same way we see in Paul's letters, that they were separate, independent, autonomous, but they were on the same spiritual page and they went back and forth and communicated with each other and everything. So check out our website, cwowi.org. Sign up for my weekly thoughts. That's where we put information of conferences, online meetings, and such. Today, talking about why you always stumble. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus gives the parable of the sower. And in verse 13, he says how, he said this, he said, if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable? Think about that for a minute. Here's the Lord. We've got four gospels that, that are all about him. And he says in Mark 4, 13, if you don't understand this parable, you won't understand any parable. So the parable of the sower is the linchpin. It's the key. It is where Jesus identifies in, in the parables that the earth represents the heart of, of a person. And so that sets it uh, on course. But then he goes on to, in Mark 4, 13, talks about the word of God, which is not the written word. Remember, Think, think, think. In the first century, they didn't have Romans and Galatians and Ephesians and Corinthians and Thessalonians and Timothys and, the, you know, Revelation. When he said the word is sown in a person's heart, he's talking about himself. He's talking about the kingdom of heaven. He's talking about Christ in you, the hope of glory. So in Mark chapter 4, after he says, if you don't understand this parable, you won't understand any parable. He then starts into sharing that there are different types of soil and the word of God gets sown into that soil. So the soil is a person's heart. There's good soil. And that's the last one. So he said that produces 30, 60, even 100 fold, which is like saying in our day on a scale of one to 10, how successful are you? And you'd say a 10 to be the ultimate success, to have it all fulfilled. And so 30, 60, 100 fold is, is a statement of, of good soil, good ground, growing up exactly as things should be. But before that, he talks about rocky soil. He talks about weeds growing up among the, the word in your life and things of that nature. And he identifies the five things that Satan uses against us in that. And so the last three are cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches, lusts of other things. Cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches, lusts of other things. And he says, these enter in like weeds and they gradually choke off the word of God. And you probably know people who are carried away with, with money and desire and status and they want all of that. And that tends to choke off what God's trying to do in their life. But it's the first two that answer our question about why you stumble. Because he says in Mark 4, 17, he says this, when affliction or persecution arise, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble because they have no root in themselves. So affliction or persecution for the word's sake. Affliction is the pressure of circumstance. Persecution at its core is a person's opinion against you. So when the pressure of circumstance, the pressures of life, or a person's opinions against you come at you, he says they stumble. And the reason they stumble is, he says this, because they have no root in themselves, they stumble. 
because they have no root in themselves, they stumble. So the the implication is that that if you had root in yourself, you could stand against the circumstances of life and you could stand against someone's uh, opinion against you. So when the Lord was teaching me this, he had me cross-reference and he mentioned Ephesians 3.17. So we're talking Mark 4.17, where he says, because you have no root in yourselves, you you stumble, you fall, you, you, you crash when affliction, that is the pressure of circumstances, pressure of life happen, and then person persecution, which is someone's opinion against you. So that's Mark 4.17. In Ephesians 3.17, in his prayer for the Ephesians, he says this, he says, that the Father would strengthen you with might in the inner man by his Spirit, so that you would be rooted and grounded in love, and that's agape love in the Greek, that you would be rooted and grounded in agape love. Ah, so we know what we're supposed to be rooted in. So that when you're rooted and grounded in love, you may comprehend the full volume of the love of Christ, which is beyond knowing. He says that you may know the height and depth and length and breadth and width. That is the full volume of the love of Christ that is beyond head knowledge, but you know it down in your heart. You can't explain how you know that Jesus loves you. It's more than just the, the ink on the page. You know in your heart, your spirit bearing witness and having a witness from the Holy Spirit that you are loved. You're God's child. And so you know that beyond human knowing. So Paul is praying here in Ephesians 3.17 that you would be rooted and grounded in unconditional love, agape love, so you will be able to comprehend that which is beyond human reasoning, beyond human knowing. So let's take that back to Mark 4.17. So in Mark 4.17, Jesus says, when affliction and persecution come, when pressure circumstances and people's opinions come, they stumble because they have no root in themselves. Now we know that we're supposed to be rooted and grounded in agape love. So think about that. My experience has been, and you watching this and listening, you may want to take stock of yourself. My experience has been people who grow up not knowing the unconditional love of their parents or of the Heavenly Father have trouble with pressures of circumstances of life and people's opinions. That oftentimes, because Jesus said they stumble because they have no root in themselves. So you go back and look at your roots. Were you rooted in unconditional love? Do you have that in you? Because, you know, if you are, if you know that you know beyond knowledge, beyond your head knowledge, but you know in your heart you are unconditionally loved and that you're a child of the King and that Christ is in you and you have the mind of Christ and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, no matter how much you mess up, the Father is for you, the Lord is for you, that in the ages to come, he's going to continue to show forth the riches of his glory, uh, of his kindness towards us in Christ. When you know all that, that you know all that, you can stand against the pressures of life. You can stand against a person's opinion. If you know that, then you can fess up. You can admit when you're wrong and and take responsibility for it and own it. But at the same time, just because they're angry with you, if you're rooted and grounded in love, if they take offense at you, then it's, it doesn't mean anything to you. That's their problem. That's their issue because you know you are rooted and grounded in love and you didn't do anything wrong. It's their attitude, their problem. They chose to take offense. You understand what I'm saying? Because a person without root would then crumble. Oh no, somebody's mad at me. My friend is mad at me. My whatever is mad at me. Oh no, I've offended them. Well, what can I do? I need to apologize. No, 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 no. When you know that you're rooted and grounded in unconditional love, you grow a backbone. You know right from wrong and you know how to stand up for yourself. You know how to protect yourself. You know how to how to assert yourself when when you need to protect that which is most important, your own heart and your own mind, and you won't come under the submission of evil people. 
uh, and you won't come under the influence of them. You'll know how to stand up and say, that's a line I'm not, I'm not going to cross. I'm not going to go with you guys, or no, I won't do that. You'll know your own boundaries. You'll know the the limits of uh, of what God has given you because of the that you have that agape love in you. So go back to that in, in Mark 4.17. It says, because when affliction, pressure of circumstance, or persecution, someone's opinion come against you, because you're not rooted in love, you stumble. And maybe that's been you your whole life. And you say, oh, no, you know, how do I remedy this? How do I get grounded in and rooted and grounded in unconditional love like Ephesians 3.17 talks about? Well, my recommendation is this, that you get to know your Heavenly Father, that you talk conversationally to your Heavenly Father. On a practical side, what you can do is go to the book of Ephesians, and start out in chapter 1, verse 1, and everywhere in the first three chapters, especially of Ephesians, where you see God mentioned, you insert Father. Because Paul starts right at the beginning, blessings and peace, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and his Son, the Lord Jesus. Think about that. Even Ephesians 1, 1, God is sending grace and peace to you and the Lord Jesus. God the Father of our Lord Jesus sends grace and peace to you. Think about that. What does that mean right now in your life? You need grace and peace? Wow, thank you. The Father is sending that to me. He never changes. Grace and peace are always towards me. And then you go to verse 3, that the Father, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. Stop. Meditate on that. Think on that. What does that mean that right now, no matter my circumstances, I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. You start meditating on these things. You go down into verses 4, 5, 6, and 7, where he says, the, where Paul writes that the Father God used his Son as the adoption agency to reconcile us, to bring us into the family of God, that Jesus was the legal means of adoption to bring us into the family because the Father so loved us. And then he made wonder of wonders, an amazing way. Not only were we adopted, but then we were born into the family through the new birth. So that we've got the best of both worlds. We're both chosen by adoption and born into the family. And you read that in Ephesians chapter 1. And you see all that. And you go down to verse 17 where he says, I pray that the Father will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him so that you can know the hope of the invitation that he extends towards you. Which is powerful, which is the same power he used when he raised Jesus from the dead, which now works in us. That's an amazing thing. So go through Ephesians chapter 1, 2, and 3. Go through those chapters. Everywhere you see God, realize that he's talking about God the Father. And realize that that Father, God, is loving you. It's in place right now, even today. All spiritual blessings are yours. You've already been adopted into the family. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amazing, amazing things. Ephesians 2, 6, that you're seated in the heavenlies with the Father in Christ. And that begins rooting you and grounding you in unconditional love. You begin realizing, wow, no matter what anybody says, the Lord Jesus is going to have the last word. The Father God is going to have the last word in my life. And they're going to say, I know you. I know you. Yes, I know you. Come. And I'm telling you, you can stand against anyone and anything, any circumstance, if you know that. Because you will know, because you are unconditionally loved, you will get through this circumstance. You will get through the financial situation. You will get through the family situation. You will get through this difficult, this difficulty because you know that you're rooted and grounded in agape love. So that's my encouragement to you today. Compare Mark chapter 4, the parable of the sower, especially from verse 13 through 20, and which is the, the explanation, Jesus' explanation of the parable. And then look at Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 14 through 20, 
or so where he's uh, where where Paul is praying and he says that you'd be rooted and grounded in love and take stock of yourself am i rooted and grounded in love you know a lot of times you grow up in in a loving home and you never question that you weren't loved but maybe maybe when you were a teenager or in your 20s or something you got a hold of some bad teaching where where you got the idea that the father god is an angry you know Jesus is the good god and and the father is the angry one you know so that the right hand doesn't know what the left is doing you think blessing comes from Jesus and the father's waiting with a with a cricket bat or a baseball bat ready to beat you on the head and that's not the case at all you have to re uh, renew your mind to what scripture actually talks about with the father, how every good and perfect gift comes from him, how he loves you, how he's the father of spirits. And he is the one who sourced it and planned it from the beginning. So anyway, hope that's a blessing to you. Visit our website, cwowi.org and take stock of yourself. Are you unconditionally loved? Do you know that you know that beyond head knowledge? And even if you are and you say, yeah, that's right. I am, I am, I am. Yes, for sure. Then I still encourage you to go to Ephesians chapter three or excuse me, Ephesians, the first three chapters, and, and read through it slowly. should take you a couple of three weeks at least to stop and pause and digest all the spiritual food in the first three chapters alone. You know, a chapter a week is, is, is almost too fast. It's amazing. Stay there and linger. And just think about it. Think about how you are loved. Think about how the Father God has has done so much good and then talk to him conversationally what I, I last night there was a or last yesterday morning it was a beautiful sunrise i find ways to be thankful you say how do i get to know the father i talk to him you know jesus said in john 16 23 he says in that day when i'm gone you won't ask me anything but you'll ask the father in my name and that's that's how i am i just talk to the father I talked to him about the sunrise. I've, I don't know how many times this morning I've said, oh, what a beautiful morning. Look at that wind. Isn't it gorgeous around here? Springtime is so beautiful. Those flowers are pretty, Father. You know, different things like that. And I just, and people will say something and I'll start asking opinions. What do you think about this, Father? What do you think about that? And I just, and then I pause because you can hear his, his rather casual response many times uh, by peace in your spirit, by an awareness that he's listening and he heard you. And he's, there's a communion that happens in your spirit, your spirit and his spirit. And you just know, you've got your father's ear. You know, you've got your father's attention and you just know that and that you live in that communion. It can be yours. And it's just a matter of putting it to practice and thinking right about the father God. You know, if you think wrong about somebody, you're not going to have fellowship with them. You know, if you, if you think wrong about the father God, it's like that. It's like, how can you fellowship with him if you have the wrong idea about him? So get the right idea. And you'll find that once you've rearranged your thinking to how he actually is, you'll find he just comes in with a flood and blesses you and you'll feel his presence. Anyway, I rambled on. I appreciate it. CWOWI.org.